This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's get our counterpoint, guys, in because it has been a dandy of a news day here. We got Mike Van Solen, managing principal over at Navigator Communications, strategist and commentator. Hello. Uh, hello. Great to be here. Fun day. Oh, yes. And Toronto-based lawyer, broadcaster, and always a know-it-all, Stephen LeDrew. <laughs> it's always a fun day when I get to chat with you, Alex. Oh, and what a day to chat with me, eh? Great one. Um, let's... Last two hours have been wild. No <laughs> kidding. Well, yeah, it started to get wild at around 11 o'clock. Yeah. But let's um, talk about the... Uh, it's almost symbolic, this snowstorm, because I actually tweeted out a picture of Mr. Trudeau walking in the snow today, and I thought, hmm, will this be the day that he takes a walk in the snow? And then Jody Wilson-Raybould announces her invest, uh, you know, resignation. Here is Mr. Trudeau, in case you're uh, just hearing him for the first time, but here is Mr. Trudeau at 6.30 commenting with his, I don't know, eighth strategy now, but here is what he said about Ms. Raybould Wilson. Uh, if Wilson-Raybould. anyone, particularly the Attorney General, felt that we were not doing our job fully, responsibly, and according to all the rules as a government... It was her responsibility to come forward to me this past fall and highlight that directly to me. She did not. Mm -hmm. Nobody did. And that's why I continue to be puzzled uh, and obviously disappointed by her decision to step down from Cabinet. Cry me a river. Cry me. I mean, Mike, if she had just closed her legs, she might not have gotten (laughs) raped. I mean, honestly, as someone who does... Uh, crisis management. Is this the advice you'd be giving? Well, no. This is the man. This is this is someone trying okay. to stay afloat. This is someone who, uh, you know, I, I think of the old metaphor. You know, you, you're in the lake. Uh, you, you have a, you know, you're you're drowning, and someone hands you a baby. Like this. This is what uh, <laughs> this is what Minister Trudeau, Prime Minister Trudeau, looks like right now. Um, not, not to mention, it, it should be pointed out that Jody. He kept calling her Jody. I know. Jody, I know. Not it, it, like any respect, like Jody. No, it's it's so odd for him to go there. But I but I will highlight for people, he's leaving room. Mm-hmm. He's leaving room right there. And like yes, he's being terrible towards her, which is which is unacceptable. But as well, he's leaving room that if she or someone else, you know, felt bad, felt that something hadn't been doing right, and they didn't come to me, that is a mistake. That does leave room if you think about where our head's going to roll. There's a gatekeeper. There's somebody, you know, like you yes. think of the narrative, what's tomorrow's thing? Yeah. You know, uh, so-and-so stood in the way and, and kept this vital information from me. You know, when, when legitimate concerns were raised, uh, they, they were stopped, and that's not acceptable. That's why, you know, J- Joe, Jim Joe now has to leave. Right. Uh, but the... I, I don't buy that, Alex. Well, no, because, I mean, Stephen, the bottom line, this is like the seventh or eighth narrative that we've heard. Well, 
that, and also that uh, the Attorney General sits near the Prime Minister in the House. They, you know, they meet in the lobby, and they meet in Cabinet at least once a week. So if there was something serious, uh, there'd be no gatekeeper who would say, well, you can't speak to the Prime Minister now. She would have made her views known. And she's not a, she's not a, um, a wallflower either. I mean, she certainly would have made her views known. But what, when the Prime Minister said that, there's two things that entered my mind. One is a strategist and one is a lawyer. First of all, he is now talking about what he or did not he did or did not hear from her she has not said anything supposedly because of potential solicitor client privilege well once yes. he has started to talk about that yeah. there's a very good case we made that he has destroyed that he has, he has waived that privilege and uh he better hope to hell she doesn't talk so she can so well she can talk I would say that she will. Oh, she will. Hey, buddy, you started mouthing off about me not doing stuff, so here we go. The other thing is that Trudeau has been quoted in the papers in the last four days as saying, I've got here in front of me because I got prepared for your show tonight, Alex. He says, uh, where, quote from the Prime Minister, where I told her directly that any decisions on the matters involving the director of PP public prosecutions were hers alone. And I've seen that the last two or three days. I say, well, yeah, but he's not telling the rest of the story there. He, no one just comes out and says, oh, by the way, A, discussions, A, decisions, are yours alone. That was in response to something else, and the prime minister did not give the context. Now, tonight he's saying, she never spoke to me. Well, earlier, in, uh, two days ago, he said, I spoke to her and told her it was all her decision. Yeah. I mean, those two are not compatible. Right. So already the prime minister's stories are, are, are falling apart, and I just think that, I feel badly, in a way, for, for people in politics, but it's going to be a good lesson because this thing is falling apart. I don't know how fast it's going to be. Um, I don't think he's going to go for a walk in the snow. Remember, and you're no. very asked about the walk in the snow, Alex, but his, his dad was out of power yeah. and had been solidly uh, defeated. And in the, in actually, in the three years leading up to 79, people hated his father. So there's very little chance of him coming back, but for how ridiculous Joe Clark was. So Yeah, but he can't he cannot and Mike, he cannot run on his brand I don't know what the hell they're gonna run on his campaign. He it's not like he, he can't campaign with indigenous groups. He sure as hell can't tell everybody he's a feminist. Not no, after this, this crap. No, this is this is uh, this cuts right to the heart of the Trudeau brand. There's a lot of promises that he made to Canadians. You know that he was going to be a feminist, that he was going to get resource projects built out west, uh, that he was you know that he was going to offer transparent and ethical government. And each of those has collapsed. Uh, and and this has really brought so much of it to light. I mean, with the Trans Mountain pipeline in the fall, and now this, uh, and this I think actually cuts more to the heart of what the Trudeau brand was. You brought up, you brought up about how he talks about her as Jody, Jody, Jody. Uh, we've seen Jane uh, Philpott, we've mm-hmm. seen other uh, women in the Liberal caucus now speak up on her behalf, speak to her of a woman, uh, a woman of integrity, which we're all, if you didn't realize it before, I think we're all sort of realizing that she, she is a woman of substance. Um, yeah, she might and, have a few accomplishments on her. I mean, she, yeah, she, yeah. she's no dummy. And by the way, I do expect that she likely did take notes. I know that they don't like to take notes, but I bet yeah. you she did. And Andrew Shear had a it was a it was a very uh, smart move this yeah. afternoon, uh, asking that all records be preserved. I mean that cuts the heart. If we of course we get a little bit behind the scenes and we talk about Gerald Butts, <laughs> and we know sort of the history of the gas plants mm-hmm. and, and documents. So um, uh, you know that, that you, you'd uh, think they learned the first time, eh? <laughs> well, we'll find out. But Mike, I want to know. Uh, sorry, Alex, but okay. I just I just I don't understand the strategy. 
I mean, these guys... I don't think they understand the strategy. Well, been had lots of chance of uh, strategizing with the Ontario government that he, you know, mucked up before. Has he not learned from his mistakes? Clearly, no. Well, evidently not. And, um, <laughs> and because no. I, think, I think what we can all agree on is there's not a strategy. No. Um, you know, you don't get to a seven, day seven, eight. But, but again, but then, okay, they and, have no strategy for this. They had no strategy for McCallum. They had no, this is just the latest gaffe. I mean, this is the costly one, but this is just one in a myriad that they've had. I continue to be puzzled. Yeah, that makes us all Justin Trudeau. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I, I think we are going to be watching this unraveling for a while um, until the Norman case is thrown out. <laughs> that's well, my that's my prediction. Yeah, and they're, and they're going to say, "Well, we can't talk about these things." There's a hint of that tonight. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about oh, these yeah. things. They had some liberal flack on. Um, uh, I'm talking and saying, well, there's court cases now, and a lot depends on this. So he, really say Trudeau it. himself said it, even though his yeah. government is well, accused of meddling there. Remembered. The, the liberal flax deserve uh, double pay because this is danger. This is danger pay for no us. Yeah, but another for, liberal flax I heard who started to take a shot at, um, at Jody, as we can say now, because Prime Minister calls her this, um, was, was saying that, you know, really, she deserved everything she got. Boy, no, that is going to backfire. Yeah, not a good look, guys. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Mike Benson and Stephen LeDoux, probably cozy in their uh, nice uh, warm living rooms. Maybe you stayed home all day, uh, or maybe you went to work like the rest of us. <laughs> it, it was a great day to drive in the city of Toronto. I it's drove awesome. down to the city of Toronto. The roads were clear, and there's no traffic at all. It was no great. Well, so why? I, look, I've seen maybe it's different outside of Toronto, but there was zero reason, Mike, that the kid that I had to have a five-year-old crawling all over me today because he could have been easily at school. Easily. <laughs> I had I had three kids uh, home with me. I ended up staying home all day myself. Um, so, you know, it was kind of uh, I don't know. I embraced it. Um, I think the best part was when I went upstairs from the from the first floor and saw my son on my yeah. computer um, doing interesting things with the, with the opening of my show. And it was yeah. awesome when he erased like part of it. And I was so excited. I was like, that my, was awesome. My kids are, are a little, <laughs> my kids are a little older, so they can, uh, they're, they're, but I was trying like, to do an L mummy. <laughs> Mike, were you home though? Because the schools have been canceled or were you home for another reason? I, I had, I had a reason to be home already. So I already, regardless, wasn't going in. Cause I had somebody coming to the house. First but this was a total had to deal with. overreaction. And then, no. And then when the, yeah, well, we we do tend to overreact, and I do think we've become a little bit uh, wimpy about all this stuff. A little bit wimpy. We're all <laughs> it's the media, really. The media, public officials are trying to turn us into a nation of wusses. Really, really. When I was a kid, and the snow was up to the top of the telephone wires, you know. Yeah. But I mean, the roads today were terrific. You know, the road crews were out there. They've done their job. They, as I said, well, that's because there was no traffic on it, Stephen. Everybody away. And uh, I guess if you don't have to, if you don't have to go to work, and it's a bit of a risk. I get that. If you're out on the highway, you don't want to be on the 401 or 400 and having those super traps, you know, right. trailers wiping you out. But I mean, around the city, it was just uh, it was a great yeah. day. Yeah. And, uh, if, all th- if all things were equal, I could have made it uh, made it downtown. I suspect, but uh, 
But yeah, we were we were we were hemmed in. The kids were here, and uh, you know, it was phone calls. So I think I think a lot of people made that choice. Like, yeah, well, they, well, well look, the road? if you're on, in downtown Toronto, all the streetcars now in downtown Toronto are frozen because this is our world class system. World class <laughs> system for transit. It, you know, dare no, it? Any made, ice? It's, it's all made fr- in Canada. Bombardier, yeah. Bombardier yes. knows nothing about snow. They're only from Quebec. Yeah, well, they've been. Uh, never mind. Um, okay, you know, Toronto police. I'm sure you saw this story. They have identified that idiot responsible for uh, tossing yeah. a chair off a condo balcony towards the gardener. I guess, you know, look, she decided to videotape it, post it to social media, which tells me, you know, those looking for the uh, 15 seconds of fame, they do not either care nor understand, Stephen, about the consequences of the action. And I say, you know what? If they want to go for clicks, then we should throw the book at them. I think that she should be charged under the Criminal Code of Canada and brought up and there should be a trial. And I don't know specifically what part of the code, but there she'd be, is... She'd be charged easily with mischief. In, easily. Well, there's mischief, but there's also oh, endangering yeah. other people. Yeah, she could be charged probably with aggravated assault. Absolutely. There's all yeah. kinds of charges, negatives. and they should throw the book at her. Yeah. There should be a big trial, and I hope she's found guilty. And for all the other people who are thinking of doing lame brain things like that, she should be the example of really stupid things. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Micah. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I hope they find somebody, uh, you know, who, who narrowly avoided uh, getting uh, hit by this chair because then, you know, then maybe the, maybe the, char- the charges could reflect sort of the, the uh, how crazy this was. But the truth is, this woman is going to be the most hated in Toronto. She won't be able to get an impartial jury. She's way worse than Crane Girl. We'll have to bring the, the, the trial to Saskatchewan because yeah. this is, this, uh, I think, offended everybody who saw it, anybody who spent a day in Toronto. Well, the thought of dropping it from that high, it, like, Look, I can go on of of the potential outcomes of this, but we all know how dire they are. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I wanted to talk about this story because I... I Pick your battles is, is what comes to mind. But the parents of Alexander Bissonnette, uh, the mass killer or terrorist who killed six Muslims and shot several more, um, his parents, Manon Marchand and Raymond, um, issued an open letter Monday evening, and they questioned the severity of the minimum 40-year sentence, blaming the Crown for encouraging a desire for revenge. And they say in the letter, when you deny convicts even the faintest hope, um, that it's not fair. Uh, you know, Mike, I feel for these parents, you know, they love their son regardless, but I'm not sure I would have penned that letter, you know. No, I mean, this is, uh, I do, I do, like, I, I feel for them because I, I, I don't, I don't put their, their son's crimes on them. But, uh, look, I, I would have championed consecutive sons. I, I was in oh, yeah. the, I was in the Harper government when we brought forward the, the opportunity that judges could do consecutive sentences. Uh, I think here in uh, Bruce MacArthur, we should have seen that. I don't understand why we didn't see it in that case as well. Uh, but I, under, I understand their remorse, but I don't know. I think it's there should have been a filter there. There should have been a, a family friend who says maybe this. Uh, write it and put I, it in a drawer. Yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> that's good advice for most letters. You know, is <laughs> to, to write it and then wait at least a day on this. And I agree with the two of you that. You know, I mean, I've spoken to the moms and dads of criminals who are clearly criminals, and they say, well, I still love you know, my son. I get that. I understand that. But, uh, and so that's good. But don't blame others for it, and don't blame, you know, the Crown. Um, and just, uh, you know, it should have been, I agree with you, Alex, should have been put in the drawer. For a long time. Yeah. Um, let's skip over to this one. The province and city of Toronto have finally inked a deal which outlines the framework to upload subways to the province. And I say, Stephen, it's about damn time. And I know that people in Toronto will say, ah, don't mess with our transit. But the thing is, nothing's getting done. 
Well, I think that uh, there should be messing with the transit because uh, the transit, first of all, it's not just, you know, in the Toronto area anymore. It's no longer even really in the GTA. Yeah. We need, it is a proper subject for the, for, I think, for the province to deal with. And Toronto doesn't have the money yeah. to do with it. That's another one of the big problems. So it's good for the province to come in. Should it be run by a, um, by a provincial Bureaucrat, bureaucracy, bureaucrats. I don't think so. I think that we need. Well, I think Metrolink should be shut down altogether. We, well, we need a Toronto, um, a, a big Toronto say in how it's run. I still want the TTC to be calling the shots in a way, and that's why I think I understood it, Alex. That there's a committee or something yeah. being decided as to how it should go about, because we don't want somebody in Queen's Park running our transit. No, and it also has to start reflecting, Mike, I think, you know, as Stephen kind of touched upon it, that Toronto is not the only factor here. No, for sure. We need we need integrated transit. Uh, Metrolinx, unfortunately, has been a, a disaster. But the the idea the idea is right. Uh, the execution has been wrong. And I, I don't know if this is where Stephen's going, but maybe taking out of uh, you know bureaucrats' hands would make a lot of sense. Uh, certainly, uploading the uh, up, uploading it uh, the subways as they have today makes a lot of sense. I think a higher order of government is the proper way to manage this. There's huge huge operational and uh, capital expenditure costs that are involved in this, uh, so that that's the right place for it to be. But I think we we have so much to do. We're so far behind for for a city of this stature, this size, um, that aspires to be you know uh, to have its rightful place in in the world among the great cities. Hey, look, when uh, it's this, a snow day and you can't get on a streetcar because it's frozen, I mean, come on, we are a joke of a world class city. We don't have real transportation. We just don't. Well, I mean, we're a joke in many respects, and uh, I think the city is starting to work well, but we have that whole problem in Canada about trying to do things, whether it's a federal government yeah. pipelines, whether it's any project where you run into somebody's old treaty rights, whether you, it's, a, it's the subways where there's not the money proper for it. We are, I think, becoming an international joke Canada is because we simply... You can't do anything anymore without running into the, where I live and up the street from where you live. There is a reservoir. There's a water reservoir as to run the water in the city of Toronto. And it's being replaced now and repaired. And that's fine. That's great. Someone told me the other day that's going to be another two and a half years. Yeah, I know. I it's mean, one of the biggest parks in the city. I know. In two years. I know. It's, cra- it's crazy how long it takes anything well, to get because done. Because we have too much bureaucracy and too many rules and too many regulations. And we have to make sure that we get. 99.9% of all the people on side. Well, you know what? That simply doesn't happen anymore. No, it does not. you got to crack an egg. All right, look, i got to crack both your eggs and uh, say goodbye. <laughs> I'm out of time. Well, thanks, Alex. <laughs> I feel good being cracked by you, Alex. Thanks oh, a lot. That's what they all say there, Stephen. Thank you guys very much. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.